Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hey, Erica Aguilar here to bring you a quick update on a story that we featured in the last episode of The Bay. Last time we told you about how Bay Area rapper Keek Sneak was scheduled to start a prison sentence this week, despite him being in a wheelchair and dealing with severe health issues and disabilities. Well, KQED Arts music editor Nastia Vonoskaya reported yesterday that the judge in Keek's case has given him an extra 60 days to finish some medical treatment. Nastia reports that Keek's manager feels like the media coverage and testimony from Keek's doctor convinced the judge to delay his sentence. His manager says they'll continue to advocate for an alternative sentence for Keek to sneak. If you want to read more, find Nastia's story at kqed.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend on social media or leave us a review. It helps us get the word out about the Bay and the news and storytelling that we do on this podcast. Okay, now here's the show. All righty, it's 423 and it's time to leave my house. This is KQED's morning news anchor, Brian Watt. I am throwing on the bike helmet. And he's getting ready to start his morning commute. Every weekday, Brian bikes to the MacArthur BART station in Oakland to catch the first train of the day. All right, 4.31. The trains are on time. 4.31 in the morning. So that he can get to work on time for all of us. From KQED News, good morning. I'm Brian Watt. San Francisco. The problem is, come Monday, Bart isn't going to be there for Brian Watt or a bunch of early risers. That's because Bart is ending its early morning train service on Monday. That means no more 4 a.m. trains to get to work or to get home. Oh, it's going to change a lot, and I haven't completely figured it out yet. Today on the show, Bart's new start times and how people are dealing with them. I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to The Bay. Right now, the trains start running at 4 o'clock in the morning. But on Monday, the trains aren't going to start running, at least across the bay, until 5 o'clock in the morning. Brian Watt is KQED's morning news anchor. Tell me, why is BART ending early morning train service? They need to do what they say is very, very important seismic repair Mm -hmm. on the Transbay tube. Mm. Doing this seismic retrofit work is absolutely critical. Bevan Dufty is the president of the BART Board of Directors. And and the system is closed for so few hours at night that we needed to add this extra hour so that we can get this done. I've read part of the reason why they need to do these repairs in the Transbay tube is because they're preparing for, like, a possible big earthquake along the Hayward fault mm-hmm. line or the San Andreas. Yeah. Um, what are the dangers of like not having these retrofits. Well, if there is a major earthquake, then you're looking at 
water from the bay going down in that tube. Yikes. And they kind of want to make sure that that's really not going to happen. We're expecting in the next 30 years a major seismic event in the Bay Area, and I think it would be really irresponsible for us not to do this work now. And he basically said, On behalf of BART, We know this is hard. I want to apologize to our riders that are impacted. This is not going to be easy for a lot of people who take BART early in the morning. And even still, with this extra time, it is going to take us over three years to complete the work. But this is work that really needs to be done. What is BART offering in other forms of like transportation to help these early riders uh, find some kind of transportation over to the Bay? Because I assume a lot of them are in the East Bay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To replace that one hour of service, different transit agencies are going to be offering buses from different stations. Now, not all stations, Mm -hmm. but some stations. Mm -hmm. So BART's been working pretty hard at getting the word out. Attention passengers, beginning February 11th, BART service will begin at 5 a.m. on... Trying to help riders figure out their best alternatives. Local transit agencies will provide bus service for early morning commuters. There are about, what, like 3,000 people who are going to be affected by this change in the early morning service. I bet a lot of them are service workers, um, like bakers who have to get into work early or construction workers. Cause, yeah. who, you know, they start their day just really early. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people are people who sometimes don't make a lot of money. They're right. often people of color. They have these early morning jobs. And that type of job sometimes isn't flexible about coming in late, you know. So you've spoken to a lot of these these folks. What are they going to do? Um A lot of them are figuring it out. So I'm doing a story about how this change is going to affect people. Would you mind? So I talked to this one guy named Felipe Enriquez. I'm Felipe, and I do uh, uh, maintenance uh, and ICS uh, commercial uh, uh, janitorial service four-hour shift in the morning. Who lives really, really close to the Coliseum BART station. You know, I have to be in San Francisco by 5 in the morning. And BART's been getting them there by 5.01. He says his boss is cool with that. But now it's just like starting at 5, an extra 30 minutes, 40 minutes just to get there. You know, it's just a whole different situation. That's a whole hour difference, you know. The buses being offered as an alternative are not going to stop and pick up people at Coliseum. Oh, what is he going to do then? Well, there's one in Fruitville, and then there's one in um, Bayfair, they say. If he wants to take advantage of a bus, he's going to have to either go to Fruitvale Station or to Bayfair to catch one of these buses. Uh, How far is that? I don't know exactly how far it is, but he can't walk right over there like he did at Coliseum. I have to... Either drive my car, pay for parking, and then ride all the way, uh, you know, uh, on the bus to San Francisco. Either way you slice it, you're going to have to spend some extra money, or you're going to have to wake up extra early. I'm spending gas, paying for parking, and paying an extra dollar just to get on BART, you know. It's just, it's just... Starts to add up. Yeah, it starts to add up. You know, the whole point of me riding BART was to save a little bit of money. And that's what's deterring a lot of people. So from my own experience, when you do this kind of early, early commute, especially in public transit, you meet people 
who are your early birds, who are consistent, you know? Yeah. Have you had that similar experience? Yeah. And do you notice, like, things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's probably a dozen people that I see every morning. Here we are. We don't have much time left to figure out what we're going to do, so... Now, I don't talk to each one of them. They are just characters who get on at a certain stop and get off. If I were to see them, say, at a Warriors game or something like that, I would be like, that's the guy. What's up? That's the guy who gets on at West Oakland every morning. Clearly, he works in the financial district on Wall Street hours, gets on. He goes one stop to Embarcadero. He gets off. Like I, You You know know his routine. Saw him this morning. But my favorite person, the person, the friend that I've made through all of this is a woman named Deborah Allen. First of all, I always have to ask people their name, even though I know yours. I like it when people say it. My name is Deborah Allen. Who seems to make it a point to actually get to the BART station really like 15, 20 minutes before the train at MacArthur. Before the trains get too full and crowded. And um, it's, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And she chats. This is her seat. (laughs) With the BART staff person Mm -hmm. who's usually there opening the station. Oh, wow. She's there early. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gets there early. Okay, yeah. So um, I um, drive from Emeryville here to the MacArthur station. So it's about a seven-minute drive. And then I take the BART over to um, San Francisco. I get off of Montgomery and walk over to the office. She and I will get on the train together. Mm -hmm. She'll tell me about vacations she's been on show her a picture of my kids. And she's just really nice. It kind of blows me away how nice she always is. For being not better. You never seem to be in a bad mood. Um, Is is that because you're an early riser like me? Yeah, I think that's part of it. And also, I think that when whatever you project out, you're going to get it back. And I need that energy in the morning of a smile and a wave and a good morning from folks. And that gets me pumped up. And it's just been really nice. I've always wanted to tell you, like, I feel like we've lived through our fair share of things since we've been kind of taking this train together. I remember there have been a few earthquakes. You remember we've talked about the earthquakes. Um, I just, it's been really, really cool taking the train with you. Thank you. I enjoy taking it with you as well and making a new friend every day. What, what is uh, Deborah going to do now? Deborah does not have to be at work at 5 o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, she does it because she likes it. Right. Wow. She Well, she basically does global tech support for a computer company. She doesn't have to be there at 5. So she's just going to wait an hour and take the first train in, which will leave somewhere in the 5 o'clock hour. You miss out on a friend, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really going to miss her. And I just, you know, I always dreamed of taking the train to work every morning. And I was sort of committed to that. I think a lot of people thought that, oh, you're not just going to keep riding your bike, man. I thought you're, that. I'm doing it. I mean, you know, it's kept me honest in the body, a little bit of cycling every day. It's good for but you. I, but, I, you know, I like the idea of taking the train. I'll get to take the train home, Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like, how are you planning to get to work on Monday without that early morning train? I'm probably going to have to take Lyft for a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to keep studying the system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep looking at possibilities. I-, I will always be looking for a way to not have to take a car across the Bay Bridge. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Brian Watt is the morning news anchor for KQED. 
It's going to take about three and a half years for BART to finish the retrofits on the Transbay tube because it's preparing for the big one. 30 years ago, when the Loma Prieta earthquake struck about 50 miles south of San Francisco, the Transbay tube held up. Now, BART says it wants to make sure that when the big one does hit, possibly closer to San Francisco or Oakland, that it can still move people back and forth. Today's episode was produced by Peter Arcuni. All this week, we've been getting help from some magnificent producers at KQED. So some shout-outs go out to Jessica Plotchak, Ryan Levy, Ashley and Craigbaum, and Jeremy Siegel. Julie Kane is our senior editor of podcasts at KQED. Our newsroom is led by managing editor Vinny Tong and executive editor Ethan Lindsay. Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. Have a good weekend. Well, I guess this is goodbye to Deborah Allen, who has always been so sweet, and also to whoever that guy is who gets on at West <laughs> Oakland every morning and goes one stop into the financial district. You don't know me, but I know you. Hey, man, thanks for being nice. Thanks for being cool. And maybe I'll see you coming back someday. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.